0: Welcome to Solation with Sharon Marine on Lift Your Spirits Radio. I will be your host every third Friday of the month on 1150 KKNW Seattle, inspiring you to thrive from the inside out. Good morning, Benny. Good morning,
1: Sharon. How are you?
0: Oh, I am doing great. I have to tell you about something, my dream last night.
1: You were uh talking before the show you didn't want to let the cat out of the bag so Well I
0: dreamed about you last night.
1: Oh boy. Well let me just cut the music right here. You've got my full attention.
0: Okay, so I slept through my alarm in my dream.
1: Oh, I see what this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. and I was
0: frantically trying to get a hold of you Aww. and trying to find out how we could keep the show going and So it was really my first Benny dream that Mm -hmm. I'm sure I had to get out of my system.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if in in any case uh, this does happen, you are welcome to do it from home. Oh yes, yeah. so just in my let you know. So the word with my I, yeah, cup of coffee you got it, <laughs> yeah make it happen. Well,
0: the problem is I woke up long after the show was over, oh. so. <laughs> so that would have been a lot of trouble. So I'm glad it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm thankful to be here, yeah. and I'm so thankful to have my guest here, Amy Jarvis. And Amy is part of Enliven here, and she's been a friend for. Hmm, we're trying to, I was trying to think about that, Amy. I don't remember when we maybe actually through illuminating met. women or I yoga, it, She's, she taught yoga in my shop. I think it was before Illuminating women. Mm-hmm. Well, when I meet people and they find a place in my heart, they stay there and you were one of those people. Oh. You're intentional. you are caring, loving and just before the show we were even talking about some circumstances where you're actually making some decided choices so that you can care for your in-laws and that's such a beautiful thing so i appreciate you and i know that yoga and your practices have been integrated in such a way that almost every act of your life is spiritual i would say you even though it's very practical You're not so heavenly minded that you're not earthly good, but you really do have a mindful way about going through life. So would you tell us a little bit how you got into therapeutic yoga and a little bit about, you have an interesting dynamic in your life. You wanna share what that is?
2: Well, I got into yoga. It was, I didn't know that it was coming to me, but I've always been open to experiences and at the time, I was in a career of, in construction. Um, I graduated from LSU, have a construction management degree. And I loved it. And I wouldn't have ever changed it. It gave me an opportunity to meet so many people, to travel, work with, um, build things. I love seeing things from the foundation up. and But it's also a very stressful job. Um, A lot of balls in the air, right? And I was young and motivated and I was thriving. But at the time, I, I really didn't understand stress. I didn't really know what it looked like. And it was starting to manifest in my body. And I knew something wasn't right, you know, and literally,
0: well, I uh, and you can uh, yeah kind of thought, but you said it manifests in your body. You want to share just a little bit more about yeah. what that looked like for you? Um,
2: I was tense. Mm-hmm. Um, my emotions were—I would get angry quickly. It was hard for me to put myself in somebody else's shoes. Um, I my skin wasn't even good, like really, from a very physical. Like the stress came out through, you know. N- not nice skin. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and and so I literally was walking one day, and I was living in this small town called Shepherdstown, West Virginia. So if there's anybody out there in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, oh, my gosh. I remember driving into this town going, oh, my gosh, I didn't know a little town like this still existed. And I was building a really large project there. And anyhow, they have a college and I was also really interested in theater. And that's what kind of brought me to this little college. They they did plays. And I thought, wow, if I could combine my construction with theater and things like that. So I started walking because I knew, like, I needed something to change, mm-hmm. right? And I couldn't keep going like I was going. And I think a lot of people feel like that. And they go on this search. And my search was going and walking these college halls. And I literally came upon um, a class, a yoga class. I look back now, it was um, a breath class. It was a pranayama class. They were um, doing things, using their hands, valving off their nose, breathing. And I'm like, what the heck is that all about? (laughs) And I was very intrigued. But what I really picked up on was that they were very calm. And I actually stayed to the end, like I waited till their class ended and I spoke with the teacher and I asked if I could come. That was my introduction to yoga was breath work.
0: Beautiful. And did you start practicing right away? I did.
2: I did. I started going and, you know, at first it, it felt kind of, um, I wouldn't say woo woo, but kind of like I, I was trying to figure out what was going on. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, I have all these tools within me. I just need somebody to teach me how to use them.
0: Beautiful. And as a construction worker, you had a very methodical mind. So I'm sure that created some curiosity about the methodology right. of yoga. Like you wanted to make sense of the structure. Exactly. And it really puts you on a journey. And yeah, ever there,
2: since then, no. I mean, I didn't stop doing construction at the time but every time I moved somewhere I found a studio where I would practice and when I came to Washington um, I found a studio here and that's when my teaching career in yoga
0: started. Beautiful and do you remember your first class that you taught?
2: Yes I was incredibly nervous um, all over the place didn't have the words but we got through it together And I just knew that I would just have to keep doing it and it would smooth itself out. And
0: I think it has. It's it's beautiful. So we, most of us are familiar with a westernized yoga and you've really delved into the true uh, beginnings, the ancient part of yoga, which is uh, limbs. And I mean, I don't know that much about it. I just know you and I've heard you talk about limbs and arms and, (laughs) and it's, and I know that there is. So many facets that are deeply meaningful. And from what I know of you and your teachings, you've been very artful in the ability to take these deep ancient meanings and bring them into the Western world without compromising the heart of what it is. And uh, Yes,
2: I, I like taking yoga off the mat. You know, it's one thing to go to the mat and practice. Mm-hmm. It's it's another thing to be able to, you know, we cultivate the, the lessons on the mat. But then how do you really apply them in, in your daily life? How does yoga become a lifestyle? What does that look like? And so the ancient teachings, you know, I primarily focus on what's referred to Ashtanga or the eight limbs of yoga. They are practices that are within the the books of um, the philosophy, the four chapters. Uh, but I really hone in um, even more specifically within the Eight Limbs is the Yamas and the Niyamas. Mm-hmm. And these are practices that I actually find most of us do them all, but we really haven't re- defined them or made them a, sp- a very specific practice. Mm-hmm. So... I I love that, and I think when people go, huh, they're like, wait a minute, let me, I I could actually kind of zoom in a little bit more, and when I say zoom in, I mean zoom in to the heart center. Mm, That's beautiful,
0: and so we're going to be talking after the break about one of these specific limbs, but for right now, would you share how one of these limbs, or these I'm not even going to try to say the words because I've still got some Missouri draw in me, and I know I'll mess them up. <laughs> and so I'll let you say what they are. But maybe share a little bit how one of these practices have supported you through a very challenging time.
2: Well, the first one that comes to mind um, is actually a yama, and it's ahimsa, and the interpretation of ahimsa is non-harming, mm-hmm. and I think. When I look at my own story and how I, even latently, like you, you, you don't even realize you're harming yourself, mm-hmm. right? You get on a track and the repetitive things that you're doing and even sometimes you may even think they're good things. And Ahimsa taught me how to really look at a lot of different components Um, I like dividing them between my body, um, my heart, and my mind. It helps me to kind of look at it a little bit further. So like an example um, I'll share. So this year, I always pick a word every year as kind of like my foundation for my mantra, for my intention, and this year is courage. Mm -hmm. And I realized my counter to my courage was this fear that I had putting myself out there right that was that was courage is my ahimsa it's non-harming it's taking the fear away so it's a it's identifying what's harming me even though I could say no I have courage and I'm confident but I had to look deep it's like wait a minute there is a fear there what is it so I, I had to be very truthful with myself which is yet another practice called satya being truthful so all of these kind of play together.
0: It's beautiful. And it seems in our culture that harming ourselves, which sounds co- so harsh, doesn't it? But we, we subconsciously move through life almost sabotaging ourselves. Absolutely.
2: I mean, think about when you're not feeling well mm. and you go, oh, I'm just going to push through it. Mm. That's, that's harming.
0: It's interesting. I've been in some of my coaching clients recently. They've been given the opportunity to redefine their jobs. And this is so interesting because the challenge that I'm posing to them is, what if you could go to your boss and you be the one that sets the intention for yourself and that you're not harming yourself? You're working five 14-hour days. With your experience, could you truly do four 10-hour days? And even that seems like ridiculous, but the challenge that we get so settled in the way we think things should be, the demands that are put on us, that we don't have the courage Mm -hmm. to take the step and say, I'm no longer going to keep harming myself this way. And courage is vital to make that happen. Yes. Yes. Because it sometimes it costs us, right? It does, and it
2: costs it costs you through your physical body, mm-hmm. and then they have then it, it, it dominoes into emotions and how literally the function of the brain works. I mean, we get it, it becomes a norm, mm-hmm. and I want
0: to break that norm. And oftentimes, harming ourselves, sabotaging ourselves is a conditioned response it can be a trauma response I know in my own life when I'm under stress I tend to make myself busier like okay I'll it just it becomes a distraction and if I'm not in tune pretty soon my body like literally trembles from the inside out Mm -hmm. and that's your body telling you hey you need you need to slow
2: down you need to you are you're, you're avoiding what's really happening
0: here. You're covering it up with this
2: busyness.
0: Yeah, it's so true and yoga, especially the way I see you teach it is a way to at least bring a semb- a sense of healing, restoration, focus and it's not just let's get exercise done. Right. It's not I'm going to stretch and get those Hamstrings to go where they don't want to go. It's it's truly is a restorative practice, therapeutic yoga, and I really have always appreciated that about your your teaching and your practice. And so recently, um, I know that you came through some. Your health wasn't quite what it, you wanted it to be, and how did yoga support you in that?
2: Oh. The practice was I couldn't do very much physically, mm-hmm. so I was I was in my head, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's not a very comfortable place to be. And I recognized, oh wait a minute, I do have these tools. Um, let's let's play a little bit here, and I actually kind of started it as an ex- exploration. And within the field of meditation, I was using a technique called mindfulness. I think many people are very familiar with that word. There are, however, there's a lot of different meditation techniques, right? So mindfulness requires you, or in the technique that I was using, was to kind of focus and to focus on an object. And when you're focusing on an object, you're not focusing on something else, right? And so as I was laying there, not really feeling well, I thought, well, let me focus on those parts of the body that aren't feeling well. Can I be present in that, what I was defining as discomfort, right? Can I speak to that part of the body to say, I am paying attention to you?
1: Mm,
0: Beautiful.
2: You know, so the mindfulness practice was real key for me. To transition from, uh, I'm, you know, I'm weak and I'm, you know, no, this is just a, a point in time, a stage where my body has asked me to be
0: quiet and I'm going to go with that. Beautiful. So that got me through. I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about that and uh, another little secret you have to share about some retreats. And we've got some good things to to uh, talk about after the break. And you're listening to Solation with Sharon Maureen on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more.
3: Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or The Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information.
0: Life is full of challenges and change, including menopause. Been there, done that, and be assured you can thrive, not just survive. Hemp Lily Wellness products can give you the support you need. Imagine sleeping better. I know I sure am. I'm also feeling more at ease throughout my day. Want to reduce those unpredictable sweats? It is possible. How about your youthful skin or relief from discomfort in your body? Hemp Lily is your ally. Hemp Lily offers free consultations and a 100% money back guarantee. Go to HempLily.com. Use code RELIEF at checkout for 25% off your entire order. Visit HempLily.com today.
2: Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web.
0: Thank you for listening to Soulation with Sharon Marine on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And we've been visiting with Amy Jarvis and Amy is a therapeutic yoga instructor. She uh, puts on unbelievable retreats, which we're going to be talking about. And she was telling us about her transition into yoga. She was a construction worker. I mean, what? and she was in her head and walking down the hallway and saw these people doing breath work. Got curious, started attending classes. It talked to her heart, and she began to be a master at it. And so she's going to be talking to us a little bit more about that. Before we went to break, she was just talking a little bit about how mindfulness helped her through some health challenges. And instead of fighting against, she began to work with her body using mindfulness. You want to talk just a little bit more about that, Amy? Yeah. You know, sometimes today, you know, we try to, um,
2: You know, we want to feel well, Mm -hmm. right? We don't want to feel bad. Um, But the reality is that you're going to have stages in your life, even if it's a cold, you're not going to feel very good. Mm -hmm. So what do you do at that time, right? Mm -hmm. And I look at it as an opportunity to even um, nourish myself even more. It's almost my body's asking for a break. Yes, it can be unpleasant, but there are things that I could do to soften it a little bit, right? But... The bigger thing is my experience when I was ill, and I was ill for probably almost eight weeks. Like Mm -hmm. it was a long, like at first I was like, okay, next week I'll be fine and I'll just get through this. But it got to the point where it's like I had to get comfortable being still. I, I couldn't, you know, I would walk up the stairs and I would get tired and that is not me. And I started, I was actually a little concerned and I thought, okay, I need to... Really think about how I'm going to get better here because how I used to do it wasn't going to work in this situation, right? My body was actually really asking for the stillness. So, what am I going to do in this stillness? And I started paying attention to the sensations in the body and talking to those parts of the body, moving as I could, even if it was lying on the floor and doing a little pelvic tilt. I was doing something but it was more of that connection between me listening to my body and then doing something mm-hmm. for it for the body and then the domino effect was my brain was like and my heart actually very much combined started feeling better like I'm this is good I am doing something cuz I think that's the thing we want to do something to feel better
0: and and many of us that choose a lifestyle of health and wellness we have practices i'm a life coach and we hope that we would be above <laughs> or not be able to have to face these challenges you know we're gurus right Ha <laughs> ha but there's just no easy way around it life can be hard there is illness there's challenges changes unexpectedly and we get the opportunity to walk through Through those challenges with grace, Mm -hmm. with techniques, with yoga. And that is what creates that inner knowing inside. And embracing it instead of fighting it actually opens the mind and the heart to connect at a very deep level. And so I honor you in that process. Now, another thing about you, Amy, is you're a masterful writer. Oh, and I really have appreciated your teachings, um, your articulation of your principles, and bringing it into a practical way. And I was looking at your blog, and in your recent blog, you write about Susha. Yeah, thank you. And I thought, oh, that that sounds mystical and magical, and yet it's very practical. And it's about um, to. It's about removing anything that no longer serves you it's a practice that can be applied separately to the physical mental and emotional layers this is what you write that make us who we are and how we show up and wow that is so powerful the courage to remove what is no longer serving us and I know in my life it's been a winnowing fork right it is when I have removed things that have, are no longer serving me, there's consequences, good Absolutely. and bad. And often we think about consequences being bad, but they are good consequences, mm-hmm. right? So talk to us a little bit more about that practice and what does it mean to you to remove things that are no longer serving you? And maybe share an example in your life of something that you've removed that was no longer serving you? Well, again, I
2: I like separating it out between um, my body and my mind and my heart. So on a very body level, you know, we remove things. You know, a simple example is removing things that we ingest, things that we eat, that we know that are not really helping us. And we're only doing it because that's what we've been told or it's been a habitual habit,
0: right? Yeah. And I'll, I'll just share an example real quick from my own life is I'm re- recently in the last three months have been some intensity in my life, so a, a lot more stress than I would like, but I've, through my practices, been able to manage them. But one of the things I removed was and this is really vulnerable and honest, is I decided I wasn't going to come home and have a beer every day. I removed that because I knew that was going to be sabotaging me and removing me from where I wanted to be in a place where I could be in alignment. So I removed that from my life. Um, Some people might say, well, of course you shouldn't be drinking. Well, you know, a little IPA isn't going to hurt anybody in my judgment, at least unless Mm -hmm. it's for you, right? But I made that choice to remove a daily drinking habit from my life so that I could be more aware what was to be for me in my life. Exactly. And
2: and actually, that's the essence of susha. So it's not necessarily, it's, it's not only the removal, right? You were removing um, an impurity for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And with the goal of having more clarity.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So another example to think about susha is if you're wearing glasses that have soot on them you can't see very clearly Mm -hmm. so you want to remove the glasses that's what sushi is you're removing them so you could have the clarity Mm -hmm. to to have that cleanliness around you and and so and then from a a heart perspective and emotional is for me is relationships you know looking at relationships In the sense of, is this on, is this person honoring me? Um, am I being taken advantage of? Is this person really somebody I should have in my life? Mm-hmm. And relationships are tough. And, I you know, many of us, I've had very few people in my life, and I feel very blessed um, that I've had to say goodbye to because it was a toxic relationship. And when you're in it, sometimes you don't see it. Right. So Susha could work from that perspective as well. Um, Also, you know, when you look at, you know, using myself as an example, you know, I'm removing fear. Mm -hmm. And but when you do remove something, you do have to replace it. Mm -hmm. So what do you uh, the practice also means to be mindful of, okay, what am I replacing it with? right, especially when it comes into when you're talking about time. So if you had that habitual um, routine of going home and and having that IPA, um, and now you're not, what are you going to do now, Mm -hmm. right? How are you going to satisfy yourself um, in that way? And that means that now we're going and we're talking about habitual
0: routines. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and that's really in my my coaching practice that's one of the vital things I teach is the value of routines
2: yeah so mm-hmm. important and and with the yoga studies I want to show the flip side to it right mm-hmm. I mean yoga means to unite oh I love that I didn't know that yeah the that's the that's the interpretation of yoga is to unite to bring together however when when you do that there is when you bring it together, you have to be a little bit more mindful of what's happening in that moment and how. how is the domino effect. And, you know, I love if you've ever seen dominoes mm-hmm. and you hit that first one, it's <laughs> thrilling, right, yeah. to really watch it. You can't keep your eyes off of it. Um, but sometimes it could be that you're in the car and you see the domino effect and you're like, oh, no. So, mm-hmm. um Your the consequences can be pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. But to kind of have an understanding of what that could be Mm -hmm. when you start uniting and reuniting Mm -hmm. with yourself. With yourself and others and Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. That's that's beautiful. And one of the things that you do, Amy, and we'll probably continue after the break with this, we have a little bit longer, but you do retreats and Tell us a little bit about your intent with retreats, how you feel like they're unique, and about some opportunities coming up. Absolutely.
2: Well, the reason why I started retreats is because I wanted to go to a retreat. <laughs> and Beautiful. I was like, well, if I was going to go to a retreat, what would it look like? What would I want? Right? I, and, and that's where it began. It's like, how can I treat myself and then treat others along the way? So retreats for me are putting together a real sacred sangha, sangha meaning community. Mm -hmm. Um, My retreats, I keep them small. Um, The next retreat that's coming up um, in June, I'm only taking 11 women. Um, This gives each woman the opportunity to have their own space. Um, Their opportunity, because it's a small group, to meet other like-minded women in in an environment that's inviting. And where is this going to be? Oh, yes. Yep. It is going to be on Woodby Island mm-hmm. at the Aldermarsh Retreat Center. And I, I will do a little shout-out for them. What I love about this space is when we rent it, um, we get the whole campus. There's Beautiful. nobody else there, and it's very safe. And we have this beautiful yoga space. But again, um, and there's cabins. Um, those normally go first. But then we also have um, rooms like in a house, right? And you have your own room. You can have your own bathroom. And and this whole weekend where we do yoga, we do meditation. Um, I have an Ayurvedic chef who comes in and... Um, designs meals specifically for us and for the season it's wow. amazing I feel so nourished um, with her cooking and then this year I've um, upped it a little bit and I have two women from Woodby I was so blessed who do wellness services um, I have one woman Kanti who's going to be doing a Hawaiian style massage and then another um, woman Gail who's going to be doing an offering Himalayan sound bath personal sound baths so when you register you could choose one of these and it's all inclusive
0: everything's inclusive oh, that's beautiful and so you've done these retreats before yes and could you share a little story about some transformation that happened um, as a result of this retreat
2: I see it in the faces mm. I see it when they come in and the, the initial is oh, I'm here but you could see that they're still holding a lot on their shoulders. Their bags are big, mm-hmm. like you know that imaginary bag of stuff that you have on your back. And I
0: welcome them, and I ask them, let's take all that off. It's beautiful. In many cultures, and including what you've been experiencing, they provide opportunity to take that bag off our shoulders. Westernized culture, we're not, unless we decidedly, make the choice to take the bag off our shoulders, we keep going through life adding more into that bag until it catches up with us. Right. And so
2: I give them this, we actually even have a moment, and I like to have, because there's only 11 women, I could have these individual moments where, you know, I'm like, let's let's take it off Mm -hmm. and take this time and just be, you know, discover what that looks like for you wow
0: that that's really really powerful and as a person who is a a doer and I'm a dreamer and my mind doesn't like to uh, shut off I have to take decided times away to make that happen and sometimes it's daily sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just like I choose to go out in nature get on a trail walk by the river and just ground myself so that I can reconnect because in this busy culture and social media, we all know has added a right. whole nother layer. I mean, if I talk to one more woman who says, I'm really struggling with, uh, you know, TikTok for an hour before I go to bed. I just seems it it's really getting to be a challenge. That and is, it is
2: real. And mm-hmm. um, for the retreats, we do, um, I encourage a digital um, detox. I don't take your phone away. But um, I I do request, you know, you don't take it into the studio when we're practicing, unless there's something urgent happening in your life at the time. That's one thing. But to the most part, no, it's a digital detox. Mm -hmm. Um, I encourage you to walk, you know, it's during the summer, so you can walk barefoot out Mm -hmm. on the paths. They call Um, that earthing, grounding. grounding Grounding, and we also have this... It almost looks like a hobbit house, but it's a man-made, in-the-ground, cork, wood, sauna. Ooh. And so I have one of the keepers of this place. Um, he'll come out, and he builds the fire. And boy, does this place, this sauna gets hot. But you kind of—it has a round door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why I say it looks like a little hobbit oh, house. Awesome. And you go in, and it's just—you know, and we sweat mm-hmm. and— you know that's Susha too. Removing the impurities through the body.
0: So um, beautiful, I, I love it. All the things that you're that you are mentioning. Sure, we can all kind of do them or try to find spaces to do them. But when we take time away, which I believe we need to start gifting ourselves more with time away to really recalibrate absolutely our lives we move forward with more courage. We move forward with more clarity, as you said. We move forward with uh, a sense of ease that we miss when we don't truly step away. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, mindfulness as it relates to eating. So when we come back from the break, you want to give that yeah. a break? Okay, so welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. We are going to a break. Hallelujah. <laughs>
1: Your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving. True Health offers unique services where Kassara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you.
3: To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Are you in need of some self-rejuvenation? Give yourself the gift of relaxation and better health. The Energy Genesis is a safe 360-degree healing chamber that uses a pleasant combination of light and sound frequencies to create a resonance of peace and tranquility. Within minutes, your body eases into a deep state of rest And begins to gently heal and reconnect. To learn more about Energy Genesis Therapy and all of its benefits, visit their website at TanyaSwan.com.
0: Hello, my name is Sharon Maureen, the owner of Twin Peaks Nutrition and Wellness in North Bend, Washington. I am a life coach, mentor, and I am the creatrix of the Solation System, looking at nutrition, offering tools, techniques, and routines to help women thrive through challenges and change. I offer decades of expertise as an herbalist, fitness coach, and health enthusiast. I can customize a program uniquely for you, expanding your inner strength, wisdom, and resiliency through small, daily commitments to yourself. Reach out to me today at SharonMarine.com.
2: Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound.
0: Welcome back to Solation with Sharon Maureen on Lift Your Spirits Radio, and this morning we've been talking with Amy Jarvis, a therapeutic yoga instructor, a mindfulness enthusiast, an expert on meditation. She puts on retreats. She has a blog. She has an education portal. This woman is passionate about what she does, and. She's passionate not only for her own self and well-being, she's passionate to help impact the world with what she loves. And so, Amy, before we went to the break, I mentioned mindful eating, and I want you to share a little bit about that. And this time of year, it's really important. Everyone's thinking about getting off the Christian, uh, the extra pounds, and not everyone, but Food is a big deal, right? I mean, uh, there—I've seen commercials. The, yeah, it's the primary way that we nourish ah, ourselves, right? Absolutely. And about there's all kinds of philosophies, right? You know, there's the keto, there's vegetarianism, there is—I—I—I I, I, I get on TikTok <laughs> and I find more recipes for every spectrum of eating. But I feel like your teaching. Is able to help a person come back to themselves and be mindful about what their body needs, what is going to serve them uh, back to your practice, what is no longer serving them. Right? So, talk to us a little okay. bit What about mindful eating. So, I'm going to start out with um, I,
2: my uh, what, what word would I use here? I love. Um, salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to start there. I mean, I let them melt on my mouth. Yeah. Um, when people say, oh, would you go for a sugar or, or a sweet or a savory? Oh, I'm all about the salt, mm-hmm. which makes me laugh because salt enlivens, mm-hmm. right? The food that you're eating. But I love salt and vinegar. We could be salt soul sisters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, are salt vinegar chips really good for me? Absolutely not. They're probably not serving my body, but they serve my heart. Okay? (laughs) And so mindful eating is not about, um, I'm going to say, not really about sacrifice. Okay? it's There's this change in mindset in regard to nourishing the whole body when you come to a mindfulness eating practice. And... The mindfulness practice, what it is physically doing in your brain, it's actually slowing down the pathway. So when you think about when you go to eat and or you just open the refrigerator, mindfulness and you're staring, okay, you're probably not hungry. It's likely that you're probably not even hungry. But what happens is the the mindfulness in the brain, you get to the T, the Y in the road, right? And you have a moment to say, "Am I going to choose this or this?" And you pause. And mindfulness is about making a very um, a choice and having reason for that choice. So when I go for that salt and vinegar chip, I am very mindful that this is probably not the best thing for my body, but it's going to feel emotionally very good. Now, I really want to just preference that emotional eating is a real thing, mm-hmm. and that's not really where I'm going here. But but the mindful eating slows the brain down, so you could take a moment to make the choice that's best for you.
0: You know, and I want to interject here, if you eat the chip mindfully instead of with guilt and shame in the end does your body get served i I think so so many times dieting and and these practices it's associated with guilt and shame oh my god i went off my diet again right oh my god i shouldn't have eaten that oh my god i put on five pounds because i gorged over the weekend it's just this this self deprivation that in the long run does not serve but mindfulness gives us back this sense of control and meaningfulness even in the power in the power of food right right? well and also what I
2: recognized is I'm actually eating less of them Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm honoring and and just really enjoying the serving Mm -hmm. so my mindset has kind of shifted from from an all or nothing to no, let's have a moment and really enjoy this and not having that shame, like you
0: said. Mm -hmm. And also being, it allows us to be aware of the signals of our body and the responses of our body. Our signal can be a hunger signal. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be sometimes people's blood sugars drop a little and they get a little bit anxious. It's a signal from the body and they can uh, be mindful of that, make a choice. And then when we eat... We get the result of some oxytocin. We get a sense of nourishment because there's a lot of conditioning around food. And so mindfulness allows all of the physical and mental aspects to integrate in a way that ends up serving us. Right.
2: And so, you know, when you look at the umbrella with mindfulness practices, you want to use all your senses, mm-hmm. right? You, you're you using mindfulness is just... I use the uh, um, practice of being focused well you could also have an open mindfulness practice as well there are different kind of things here but over overall you're using what you already have your sense of smell and taste and touch and and so when you do that um, with food it makes the food um, even more nutritious I actually when I cook I I think about the food. I think about where it's come from, how it's going to be nourishing myself and my family. And I, I have to tell you, I think those meals actually taste better than when I'm, I'm going to say mindlessly, just throwing the stuff in the pot, where time is like, okay, I just need to put this 10-minute like meal together. I I really do think that when we consider and we're mindful of, how the carrots are grown and all the different, you know, people involved to get it to the table, right? That's also part of the mindfulness. The mindfulness practice is also about, you know, really looking at the plate, mm-hmm. right? Smelling, um, you know, placing your fork down between bites and really tasting, really feeling the texture of the food. Again, bringing as many senses into
0: um, the experience. It's beautiful. You know, I was thinking of a client I had and I ran into her and it is part of my practice also to help women be mindful. And that was all we did was just become more mindful. And then also I incorporate what I call the one bite rule. If you want to have a bite, take it, enjoy it. If You're at a wedding and there's a piece of cake and you're take a bite, savor it, and throw the rest in the garbage. And when I ran into her, she said, it was I lost 17 pounds over the last, since we met, so over a, a year, which isn't a huge, but she says, and I just keep taking, it falls off. It's not hard. It's now part of my life. So there's not rules and regulations. It's about being aware of what our body needs and um our desires with heart, mind, and soul. And I think a lot of times with specific diets, um, it may be a program, but it's not really what our body needs. And our needs can change. We may have to shift, and our body will tell us mm-hmm. if we're mindful. Now, was weight ever a challenge for you, and did mindfulness help you with that? Yes
2: and yes. <laughs> um it. It still is a little bit because those that know me, I'm getting older and my body's shifting and changing and um, it slows me down. You know, the mindfulness slows me down. I, I consider more about not only what how it will feel in the body, but how am I gonna feel emotionally after this? And I wanna feel really good. So if I really wanna feel good then I make a choice not to eat something, or I make a different choice. I bring into that that consideration for myself. Just like when I'm taking care, when my son was growing up, I was very aware of what I was feeding him and what that was going to do for development.
0: Why would I not do that to, for myself? Mm-hmm. Well, it's tempting. I mean, we're social creatures; we're out and about. We meet for lunch and dinner. And,
2: and and I put it out there. I mean, I have many girlfriends. They love wine. Um, we go to wineries all the time. And I'll actually say, you know, I'm not going to have any wine. I'm just going to have a glass of water. And they look at me funny. And I just look at them and I say, you know, it just doesn't make me feel well. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um, what makes what makes me feel really good is being with y'all and just mm-hmm. enjoying the
0: time. Yo, I love it there. Are, you right? finally got it in there, y'all. Right. I knew it was okay. there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: and, and sometimes people have a hard time understanding that, but that's
0: okay. I don't have to worry about them.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Right? They don't have oh. to live in my body. I do. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I know for myself there will be certain things that I eat, and like within a short amount of time, I'm just fatigued. It, it feels like I just took a drug. Right. Yeah. And other other times, I'll feel my heart rate go up, and I know both of those are scenarios that my body just told me something wasn't the right choice for me. And if I'm mindful and keep myself aware, I can make a better choice in the future, or I can ignore it and have a racing heart rate and or be so tired that I need to choke down an energy drink or a cup of coffee to keep mm-hmm. going. And then that's not serving me either. It's just such a downward spiral when we ignore uh, what our body tells us. Yes, uh, I just I, that's why I so appreciate all that you you've been teaching and all that you um, impact others with. And I want you to tell us when your retreat is again, and how people can find you. Yeah, So I only have three spots
2: available for the retreat in June mm-hmm. it's June 9th you could find it on my website um, it's enlivenhere.yoga and you could also find me on social media on Facebook and Instagram and live in here yoga um, all the links are there you could always if you're really interested and you have any questions you could always direct message me you know the yoga retreat it is a small group um, I really want all those that come to meld together well. Um, so
0: so they can reach out to yes. you, and I think a retreat is in order, and I feel like there's somebody out there that feels... I think there's that, three people out there. Yes, are, <laughs> I'm, there are three people out there right. that have this niggle in their heart that this is the right choice for them. And I am looking forward to my very first retreat in the fall. It's going to be a backpacking retreat uh, in September. And in case somebody's listening, it's it's 2023, so so a year we're in. And it's going to be an opportunity to experience life coaching out in nature, maybe gently challenge yourself. Um, I'm really looking forward to my first retreat. So... As we come to a close, Amy, I would love for you to offer some encouragement to our audience. You know, life can be just hard. And as the saying goes, the only constant is change. How can women thrive and not just survive? You know, um,
2: the word that comes is sangha. And sangha is the Sanskrit word for community. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for people to find um, their community. Um, You could also call it tribe, right? I I use Sangha. Um, And to have that desire to grow. And it's taking that one step to call. And if you even have, and that could be calling me, that could be calling Sharon, that could be calling, you know, you'll know who that person is for you. And if you've or even thinking about calling your intuitive wisdom is really strong right now. And it's really trying to pull you right. Mm-hmm. Listen.
0: And what do we often do? We talk ourselves, we out, talk of ourselves it. out of it.
2: Don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what the heck? It's a call. It's not a, co- it's not the commitment just yet. Right.
0: right. Um, those come in stages. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a call can just be a piece of information that helps you have the courage To move forward to the next step. And I'm going to be really meditating and thinking about that word courage. And my word for this year is solation. Thriving from the inside out. Trying to be more mindful. Not out of duty, but because it it serves the greater good starting with myself. And if we all come into alignment with our, our authentic selves, the world is impacted in such a powerful way. And so thank you so much, Amy, for joining me for your wisdom and for your friendship. And I look forward to seeing how this retreat serves these women and serves the world because 11 women are going to be impacted. And I can imagine that they're going to go forth with more courage, more clarity, and they are going to be serving the world. Thank you, So thank you so much, and thank you for listening to Solation with Sharon Maureen on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Join me next month. I've got a special surprise for you. Go to SharonMaureen.com to connect with me, or come and visit us at Twin Peaks Nutrition and Wellness in North Bend, where you'll find quality supplements, eclectic gifts and stones, wellness services, and cosmetic tattooing, and so much more you